What's going on, guys? Kieran Headley here from the Pocket Coach Podcast, and this is part two with Matt Yates. What's up, bro? <laughs> the unexpected. <part> yeah. <laughs> and I, you guys didn't know it was Speaking coming. Speaking of taking control of our lives, here we go. Yeah, did. literally, yeah. yeah. And I love how it's spontaneous as yes. well. Like uh, Matt literally just texts Brian and his mate and um, told him not to come home. Yeah, to a little bit. Yeah. Where like I don't live here, but like don't come. Back. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very busy here. Very busy. Utilizing someone else's mm-hmm. home, I love it, and kicking them out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I want to sort of continue on from what we were talking about basically we were we were just talking about taking control and ownership of your own life and utilizing a couple of tactics one was a five second rule which is five four three two one go um and act and that's going to create discipline actually in discipline you can utilize that anywhere in life right but then the 15 second rule um is this matt's rule yeah uh this is a, i don't i don't know where that rule came from i, I okay. don't think it didn't originate from my mind it was okay. shared with me from a friend the five second rule was uh mel robbins there's mm-hmm. literally a book called the five second rule oh awesome okay sure, i gotta read a that whole that's book awesome. about it yeah yeah, well, somebody's like, got like a whole a list. Simple little concept. Yeah, literally. Mel Robbins, wait, is that like not Tony Robbins' wife? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, but then um, we'll just call it the, um, if you want to remember it, call it the Yate Rule. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, there we go. boom. It, I mean, it, he may not have invented it, but hey, it's um, it's a rule that I learned from him. So 15 second rule, okay, which was, Tutu? Yeah. Uh, if you have a mm. task, mm. we use the example of laundry that you just don't want to do. You challenge yourself, you start, because the hardest part is starting, right? So you, you do it for 15 seconds, and after that 15 seconds, if you still just really don't wanna do it, you don't. Mm. You give yourself permission to stop, yeah. and you don't Absolutely. have to. But you have to commit to doing it the first for 15 seconds because the hardest part is starting. And a lot of times, like with the laundry example, we said once you start standing up and just like picking up clothes, putting them in your hamper, clothes basket, you're like, oh, this isn't bad. Like mm. I, there, I actually want to wear that shirt tomorrow, so no, I need to do this. And you just, it tends to work out in your favor. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, exactly. And um, I actually want to use this podcast, use this episode to go a little bit deeper into Matt's life because we never actually went. <laughs> into those questions at all it was so funny like it was Matt was great and actually incorporated a lot of the answers to the questions I was going to ask during the podcast anyway like very aware as well I'm impressed you did that but um, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that and actually uh, te- um, let you guys know a little bit more about Matt's life Matt's upbringing and how he's come from where he has come from into what, he, what he's doing now and um, how he's opened up about himself a lot, a lot more now which is going to be a really interesting topic to talk on I can't wait for this it's going to be great because I haven't had anything like this on here so anyway Matt I really do want to introduce Little Matt. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's talk about Little Matt Little and Matt. um and talk about your upbringing a bit. Yeah. So I want you to start from the start, um, from the beginning, literally the beginning, the yeah. beginning, blank slate. Mm. All right. So let's rewind the clock. Oh yeah. Uh, so I and I mentioned this in part one. So yeah, I and was, by the way, please go listen to that if you haven't already, because this is going to give you a big backstory to what we're about to yeah. dive into. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. This uh, yeah, this is it's kind of this is kind of cool. We did like all the stuff, and yeah. now it's like now we get to look at where like kind of what, what led me to this direction. Yeah. And you shared some of your stuff too, and mm-hmm. I would love for you to continue to share. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I uh, I mentioned this. I was born and raised in West Virginia, mm-hmm. which is a you, you use the term hillbilly. It's perfect. Yeah, known for the hillbilly state. Uh, yeah. It's it's beautiful state. I mean, the most beautiful outdoor nature, anything that you'll ever come across in your life. Appalachian Mountains, but not much else there. And as far as the the, the people, 
Uh, it is it is very much so living in a bubble. Um, and I, I lived in West Virginia for the f- first 24 years of my life. And the the way people think there tend to, to be much more conservative. Um, and I was raised, and I think I mentioned this earlier as well. Mm-hmm. I was I was uh, raised. My family was very religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I was raised. Lutheran, which is like a degree away from Catholicism. Um, however, when I was when I was young, I went to a pretty um, extreme religious school that it wasn't Catholic. It was uh, a form. It was like Southern Baptist, something like that. But it was it was longer. There's a long title for it. But anyways, um, so born and raised in this place that was very conservative. Um, also started out my my school years uh, going to this very kind of extreme Christian school that to, to the point where I remember there was a day I got in trouble um, for my hair touching my ears. I had a bowl cut just like every little kid does in kindergarten. Like who doesn't have a bowl cut? Yeah. But um, yeah, like I got in big trouble for that night. Like I wasn't, I had to stand up on the pavement at recess and like watch everybody else play. You just stand in the lines. And, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so Anyways, I, I, I bring that up though because that was that. It's interesting looking back, um, and I, I want to kind of break this into chunks because that that experience at that school, I was there from what kindergarten through third, fourth grade, um, and then transferred to another another private school up until middle school, which was sixth grade. But I remember looking back and thinking back one night. Um, and I don't know why this memory stands out to me. It was I was literally kindergarten, super young, but I remember how they they used to like take us all into the church and they would preach at us and tell us how it, we had we had sinned and we had done all of these just terrible terrible things and that that God would needed to forgive us and we had to beg for forgiveness or we were going to go to this crazy fiery pit that's called hell and burn for the rest of our lives and I remember how how just how scary that was. As a little kid, with just no context in the way that they that they used it to just grab you by the mind and control you, um, and I remember one night just laying in bed, crying hysterically all night long, begging Jesus over and over again to 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 come into my heart to save because that's what I was told needed to happen. Although they. They never specified what the right or wrong way was, but they did say you had to do it the right way right. or he wouldn't. Right. And, it, and it didn't count. It's kind of a fucked up situation. But anyways, I just and I never that really stands out to me just because it, it was an example of, of an extreme example, but of how this environment that I was in was able. Yes, I was young, but that imprinted in me forever and this is what life does to us right like we take these experiences that we have yes we move on and we grow but a piece of that remains with you i love that yeah well and that, that's yeah. that's what cause that's what causes down the line all of all of these mental health disorders mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff it's because you haven't dealt with things from the past yeah um old wounds yeah and this is again with with doing the business mindset work when working with entrepreneurs the limiting beliefs that that i have to help people get to help people break through on a regular basis it's beautiful but they they, they always tie back to something in the past so for me that that was an, um, an example of a time when 
and, and to this day it affects me because I'm, I'm not a religious person. Um, I, I am a spiritual person. I Love think it. spirituality is huge mm. and it's essential. My parents do, do you believe there's like a greater being at all? Or? Um, so great question. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I believe that there is something bigger than us. Cool. Me too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whether you want to call it God, you mm-hmm. want to call it Allah, you want to call awesome. it Mother Nature, you want to call it the universe, there is something bigger than us that we don't understand. Mm. And because we don't understand it, I leave it at that and just go, awesome. well, I don't understand it. So, you know, but, but there, there is, there is something bigger there. And spirituality is one of, there's three pillars I, I preach. I actually have a, a tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. So, because it, it represents the three pillars that are essential to maintain balance within your entire life to be healthy. There's mental health, physical health, spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. All three are components that have to be in balance at all times. So spirituality, you know, and to this day, my parents are still religious, but they are, they go to a contemporary church. My parents are very different now too. Um, and my parents, uh, have, have evolved just as much as, as I have. But yeah. So actually, actually, sorry, ahead, I, no, no. No. I was going to say just, they're still religious yeah. and a, a part of me is almost envious of that. And that's what actually prompted me to reconnect and, 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 and look deeper into my spirituality right. because for so long, yeah. for reasons we'll dive into here shortly, mm. I I was just very much felt segregated from anything religious, anything mm. Christian church um, because of who I was. Mm. And but I would, but looking at my parents and this faith and this, I mean, they operated, they, they had this just true faith that there was, you know, God, this, this, I don't want to say man in the sky, but yeah, yeah. you know, God that was looking, that was, that was there for them, mm. that loved them unconditionally, mm. that, you know, was, was there to hear their prayer. Like yeah. that connection I was, I was jealous of because yeah. when you don't have that connection to something bigger than yourself, then you feel like you're just yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, what are you well, working most towards? Most of us don't have a connection with ourselves, so right. we don't have that connection. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole yeah, other topic is, yeah, right. that we can dive yeah. into. But but yeah, so seeing that though, religion is a form of spirituality. Mm. So, but So I was like, I, that's where meditation comes into play for me and cool. a lot of different things. But awesome. that's what really prompted me to, to really get back into that kind of spiritual realm because I think Love spirituality it. is super important. Love it. I want to dive more into that soon actually. Um, but I want to still rewind the clock back to in the where, third part we'll dive into yeah, yeah, no, part three yeah yeah sorry we, we won't do that to you guys but I would like to love to actually one day when I'm back in LA oh, to absolutely. actually re-interview you because there's going to be a lot more to this um, but um, backtracking again when you were actually in that school environment mm-hmm. um, how long was all this going on for was this the darkest moment in your life as well uh, no I would not okay. say that that's okay. the darkest so we'll get to that soon then yeah, no, but no, no, talk no. about but it, 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 it shaped that was, that was a moment that stands out that really shaped me mm. um and the, the, the day that we, we being, so I have a younger sister cool. um, who's, who's two, three years younger than me. Yep. Three years younger than Married me. to a Kiwi? Married to a Kiwi. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Katie and Craig, shout out to yep. you guys. Go, they're Cuzzy. In they're in, yeah, they're in New Zealand. Hey, right the Cuzzy, bro. That's amazing. Yeah, boy. Uh, yes. So my sister, who was married to a Kiwi, um, she uh, was in, she actually was just in, in kindergarten, and they pulled the whole kindergarten class, and I was in third grade, and into the, into the church and started telling them how Santa Claus was not real, and that was devil worship, dressing up on Halloween, devil worship, wow. all of this stuff. And my, my dad yanked us right out of that school. Yeah. Like, you have like uh, there's extreme, and then there's just yeah. over the top. Like how 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 dare you take something like that from my family and my yeah. father? Like, you know? Definitely so, right. So 
Um, that was an example I just wanted to put out there, though, of something that I can really tie back to when I'm looking backwards. The, the reason I feel the way I do about religion, it stems from that. Absolutely. Back. Yeah. Um, so anyways, middle school, high school went to um, I, I looked at my parents and I was like, I'm going to public school. I don't, yeah. like, I don't care. Like, it's and they're like, no, yeah. absolutely. We get it. We get cool. it. So I went to public school um, and, you know. It's interesting thinking back because middle school and high school yeah. really stand out. I, I. So, uh, how old were you when you when you transitioned to a public school? Uh, oh gosh, I don't even know what the. It, I don't know yeah. how old what. What is it? How old are you in sixth grade? In sixth grade, that's like year seven. That's like twelve, eleven, twelve. Is it maybe mm. maybe ten, ten, eleven, twelve? One of those numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Oh, so around there. Okay, cool. No, it's probably, I'd say, I'd say definitely 12 because. Okay. Y- yes. Yeah, because grade 12. six is like years yeah, yeah, back yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. Cool. 12. So yeah. I uh, went public school and I, yeah. uh, nothing necessarily stands out there to me though, but okay. I, I just, I remember always, it just was this always feeling this need to, to fit in and it turned into this yeah. theme of validation. Right. Looking back now. That and I actually realized. before we dive into that stuff, because this, this is going to be deeper, I yeah. love it. Um, but during that growing up phase um, up to up until when you're about 12 years old yes what kind of person were you um what kind of person was yeah. I yeah were you quite sh- like shy or? so no I was I was never shy okay. I was always no I'm glad you asked that I was always creative I, I my mom always tells me that the very first parent teacher conference she ever went to for me my kindergarten teacher looked at her and said you know all the other kids they want the toy doll or the car, you know, whatever. Matt wants the box that came in because he'll make something out of it. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Like, it is cool looking. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting. She always tells the story. It's entrepreneurship. Yeah. So it, she always tells the story too of like every time I was always there, I was always interested when she would, when she'd cook dinner when I was super young, I would go into the kitchen and this is before school age when I was super young. I'd go into the kitchen because I wanted to be there and I would pull out all the pots and pans. She actually took them off from the shelves on up top to down where I could reach them. <laughs> I so pulled cool. them all out and they were my drums. Like, awesome. And it's interesting because cool it, 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 yeah, and it's actually that story right there that parallels down further in the story that that's that exact story right there is what popped into my mind to make me realize how unconventional, I'm just not a conventional person. I'm unconventional entrepreneurship. Like it just, it, it all kind of flowed together sure. um, because you know, people go, no, these are for cooking. And I yeah. was like, I don't give a shit what you say. Yeah. These are my drops. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to make some sick right, like, beats. Whatever, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever, that's fine. You think that, but like, yeah. exactly. So, so middle high school, um, the biggest, the biggest theme there is, and this is this is kind of in retrospect, was the need to always be the best. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I just I always was what pushed for perfection. And you know, I played soccer. I was really athletic, and I, I was captain. You know, three out of the four years in soccer. Like yeah. I was, my high school was you know twenty six hundred students or bigger. Wow. I was student body president senior year. Like I, I I headed all of these different you know clubs and different different. Th- I had you know this super high GPA, and it's like mm. I never though I, I understood until later as to why. I always felt the need to just be the best yeah. because it's not it's not unhealthy like don't get me wrong strive for the best but at some point it's just like there's something more there so 
all through high school too, I, I was in relationships with, with women. Mm-hmm. So putting that out there, yeah, we yeah. probably know where this is going. Um, so had two very long-term relationships. Yeah. But so I try, I was always trying to fit the mold. Yeah. This, this idea that I conceptualized in my head of yeah. what I should be and yeah. how I should be acting. Mm-hmm which was not aligned, it was not in alignment with how I actually felt. Mm. Um, and I can honestly say that I've always known that I was gay, yeah. deep down inside, yeah. but I, I was so good at, in the, in the worst way, at suppressing that. Right. And we, we, we skimmed over this in the first part about how emotions, how important it is when you feel something in an emotion, you need to experience that emotion and, and, and feel it yeah. versus stuffing it down is yeah. the worst thing you can do. And that's exactly what I did over and over and over again. Mm. Um, and, and I want to briefly mention the importance of this because with, um, with suppression, um, there's, um, you're, you're basically destroying the pillars that support you and absolutely. eventually that's going to crumble. And it yeah. is. And it, yeah. Absolutely. And not only that, you know, it also creates this just, I, I don't. I don't trust myself, right? Exactly. Because I, I lied to myself yeah, exactly. about the most fundamental, yeah. one of the most fundamental parts of me that makes mm. me human, my sexuality. Mm. For so long, I was so good at being dishonest mm. with myself to where I actually believed, in a weird way, mm. that I wasn't gay and that yeah. it would just go away tomorrow. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, and, and me saying earlier too about middle and high school, that what I realized. In hindsight, it was all this just seeking external validation because as, as a gay man, especially growing up in a place like West Virginia, fundamentally from the beginning, you feel shameful about it. There, there is a sense of shame from day number one. And even before I even you know was able to wrap my head around what gay versus straight or any of that, there's still that feeling of being different. Yeah. Why, why, I knew I was different. I didn't know why, how, what, any of that, but there's still just that internal sense of like, I'm different, mm. not, and that's not a good thing. Mm. And there's a, there's a, an internal shame about that. Mm. So from that shame, you compensate by trying to validate yourself and that's why you'll 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 find a lot of a lot of gay men are very successful. They're very materialistic, and I know that's stereotyping, and I don't mean to do that, no, but, I've but, it, but that. it is the case. Yeah, yeah. and that. and it's because and it is this 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 need for validation. Yeah, um, and we we look because we're hiding internally from our. I was looking for it in external sources and, and not realizing that you cannot be fulfilled by anything outside of yourself and yeah, that's yeah. like my kind of little like slogan all you need to to win is within yeah. and it's really really true mm. so Continuing on, so I went to college, uh, went to West Virginia University, which is where I met Brian Acosta, who uh, he recently interviewed. Yeah, uh, please go listen to that. By the way, it was pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure not as good as this, though. No, so no, I, exactly. I don't, want, I don't want you know yeah, yeah. to let you down. Sorry, Brian. Maybe maybe stop. <laughs> pause here, go listen to that. So then, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, so and Brian, Brian's my best friend. And we've been best That's friends so cool. ever since. Um, but college was fraternity guy. Uh, you know, again, socialite, always just feeling this need to just have as many eyes on me to validate me as what I could. Um, and 
college was the first time that there were a few times where I got too drunk and there were a couple of experiences and thinking back, I can remember how crippling that was like waking up the next morning, realizing that there was something in had happened with another guy, nothing extreme even, but just the fact that that, that had actually manifested itself and going, this cannot be, this is not a thing. Like, yeah. and so it's just interesting to think back. So you're still lying? Oh yeah. yeah. So still, still lying, mm. still suppressed. Even though still all the suppressed. evidence is there. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I, and I always wanted to be a, a lawyer. Um, so I, gra- when I graduated, I got, my degree was in business management focused mm. in entrepreneurship actually. Um, and, uh, I went, so I went to, uh, WVU law. And that this is this is the breaking point. So in college was when I was first diagnosed with anxiety, um, and a little bit later on depression. Mm. Were you um, given medication? Yes. Yeah. So I, I SSRIs, serotonin selectors. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Lexapro first, mm. and then over time that was increased, increased, increased into the like max dose. And it just, it made me a blob. Mm. Um, so then I t- like Zoloft, I think I can't believe you got to your max dose. At, how old were yeah. you? Well, I was, mm, ish. I guess like 20, 20-ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 20 yeah. Max. That's so young yeah. to be on such a high dose as well. So I, I, yeah. And, and so that, and then switched to like Zoloft, you yeah. know, so there was all of that, wow. but it really came to, what we were, what was being treated was anxiety and the interesting thing was was anxiety was there yes but anxiety was almost a symptom or exacerbated by the depression and that was what took a little while to discover mm. um and it all came to a head um the year so i i did one year of law school um and at the end of that well I'll put this out there. During that year of law school was a really, really tough, tough year. I was seeing a girl that I had been with for almost, at that point, kind of four years. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, I'm, uh, this experience with this guy. Oh, you know, they would happen like on the, like, yeah, there were like times that things would happen just like, and it was just like, no, 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 no. Wow, no. but right. you were with a girl for over four years mm-hmm. at the same time. Okay. And we were, I mean, we were on and off yeah. and it was, but we, yes, yeah, I mean, okay. we makes were. Sense. Makes sense, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that makes it sound like I was like cheating, and I, I, I no, it wasn't like no. I, I the thing is, you, like I can imagine you've, you've convinced yourself to the point where like this doesn't correct yeah. exactly. This exactly. isn't a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Somewhat, it yeah. was so separate. Mm. Correct. So, and I'm sure you'd be surprised how many people do this. Like yeah. even in straight relationships. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like even when they're straight. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and you know this is something to to talk about too mm. because. Uh, a big way that I that I suppressed myself, my mm. person, was Adderall. So I was because when I when I started taking like the Lexapro, it like kind of made me tired. And in college, it's everywhere. Adderall, Adderall is Adderall is. Uh, it's it's a stimulant. It's oh, used sure. for ADD. Oh, okay, uh, okay, it's, not for It's everywhere, okay. and it's becoming an epidemic. Yeah. Um, with on college campuses, the kids getting addicted to it's a very addictive yeah. substance. But what it does is it, it, it like hypes you up, but it like mm. takes away, it makes you feel two dimensional. And I 
was prescribed that, but I started abusing it because I, I would I would take more than prescribed right. um, because it would shut out my I, I didn't feel when I was wow you just went numb yeah wow so I, I used it and and arguably I mean it's substance abuse uh, at the end of the day yeah. where I would I would use it in excess amounts constantly over and over again to to suppress my personality and who I was I was so scared of quote acting gay whatever that you know means nowadays but I um so yeah so that's that's crazy so that was woven in there and when I was in that year of law school it was at an all-time high because the pressure was high mm. not much sleep at or that's what that's what people use Adderall for right. I was using it for that plus suppressing so mm. I was you know taking high doses of medicine like I shouldn't have been I let myself deteriorate because I was so unhappy internally physically like I let my health go um, mentally, I was just gone. I just was, I just remember just, I was just going through the motions, um, because I, I just, I came to this point, right. Where basically everything in my life was a, was a lie and out of alignment. And that's a really, really tough thing. And I had suppressed so much to the point where when I got to the end of that year, I realized that law wasn't what I wanted to do. I loved problem solving. I loved helping and analyzing. And I, what's, what's funny is I failed classes, but I also callied classes, which you top grade in the class. So everything in that area I did really well with. Um, was it just because, oh, this isn't going to serve me? So I, who knows yeah, at this point, honestly. Yeah. Um, but the bigger point is just the fact that I got, I, I hit this, this just mark in the road where I was, it was a, I don't want to do this anymore from a career perspective. So who am I now? I've worked my whole life to get here and, and I don't want to do this. Where the hell do I go from here to, I, I was still in West Virginia, like, and, and in yeah. this place where I was so just, I, I couldn't be me. I, I, I was so, I was this confined. Attachment of this I, image to yeah, this place as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and it was, it was internal. Yeah. Like, could I have done? Yeah, I could have, yeah. but I, I just, there was, there was no way in my mind. I had built my reputation in this place. I could not be gay. So I, I just, I couldn't be in that place anymore. Mm. The people, I just, I didn't ever, I didn't vibe with any of the people that were yeah. there anymore. They just, I, I connect with like-minded people and that just wasn't there. Yeah. So I felt so alone mm. and I felt like just so stuck geographically like where mm. I was I didn't know what the hell was I wanted to move forward next day with my like what was my career and then I was still sex like my sexuality lying about that and I just like broke like my brain just finally got to a point where I just snapped um, and that 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 would be there's not a lowest like single memory like it was just that whole period of time how long did this last roughly months years um, so I at the after that first year was when I told my parents I and God love them I mean they they had literally in the beginning of the year bought a house in, in, in Morgantown where WVU is because my sister was there as well so they were like you know makes more so they had just bought a house for us to live all and I like had to call them and go I, I, I know that you did all of this for me and like so not only did I feel so disappointed with inside myself because of all of this having to then call call them and tell them and feel like I disappointed and let mm -hmm. them down again it just 
but they did I didn't I did, it was still internal I hadn't come to fruition with all of the sexuality thing yet so I left WVU and I actually moved back home for about eight months okay. and it was that eight months that I honestly I just I, I used that eight months to heal so I, I literally it just was eight months of being super introspective sitting finally sitting with myself and this is where I started to realize in my life that you can't you can't suppress stuff it's going to come up yeah um, and you you have to face yourself at some point you can't keep running so is that breaking point that sort of woke you up to that I, yeah. oh absolutely yeah. absolutely cool. because I mean you know it's one of those things this is really uncomfortable to say out loud but I I mean I knew if I continued down that path it would it would end with a gun to my head right because Thank you, you can't you can't that. yeah That's you important. cannot run from yeah. something you can't run from who the who you are mm. and live an entire like life of you just you can't do it when it comes to a point where you just go you know so I realized it was this this was a like a, a, a take my life into my own hands or you know situation so I I faced myself and it was it was a lot a lot of work and just again sitting with myself and allowing myself for the first time to feel emotions be mad be upset be angry all of these things but also start to learn to like love myself and to accept myself and that I was it was okay yeah and that um I, I I was I was me and it, it's it's okay to be me mm. um, and from an authentic point of view and that was when I finally I think it was about six six seven months and I, I I finally for the first time like allowed myself to have the thought and think to my I'm gay that was the That's very awesome, first man. time I love it yeah that was the very first time wow and it, the, the crazy thing is it, it's funny because so many people it took me a, a while further and I'll talk about it to, yeah. to come out to anybody but people always well, why didn't you just tell me sooner and, I'm, and I always tell them I'm like it has nothing to do with you yeah. really. it's like an iceberg what you see is just the tip the iceberg, 85% of the iceberg, 90% that's under the water, that is all, it's all internal. Yeah. Like coming out and that whole process is something that it, it, it's internal. It's, it, it, the, the verbalizing it is basically kind of the easiest part because you've gone through all the shit. Yeah. Can you talk on that for a moment? Because um, I've literally worked with a client recently who, uh, who actually had to go through a, 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 this healing phase, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he'd actually come out, um, I mean, maybe a few years ago, but he's still going through that healing process yeah. of that experience. But I know there's so many people out there that have taken a long time to do it or haven't done it yet. Yeah. Do you, um, what advice do you have for those people? that are struggling to come out about it can even be now, whether whether it's being gay or whether it's just simply anything, anything honestly right anything yeah the, the 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 advice that I can give mm. you and you know if I'm talking to you is live your fucking truth mm. unapologetically like you have to because I, I mean if you're not going to step up and be you, you're here for a reason, right? You were put on this earth for a reason. And if you're not going to step into your power to live that truth, nobody's going to do it for you. 
And that's true. You, no one will. Right. That's the thing. And the thing is, is like, and, 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 the and there's reason, no right time. Yeah. Right. There's never, there's never right time. It yeah. never gets easy. But the reason that I love and so embrace being gay, which on this end, it's like so crazy to, to say. Um, and I, I, I felt that way for a long time, but mm. you know, that there's that first year of like getting a grip on like, what does this mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, it was uncomfortable. I love that I can be an advocate for yeah. being gay because I'm from a place that doesn't accept <laughs> gay. True. It's not okay. And I love going back home and showing them, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm me and I have mm. never changed. And, and, and the word gay is nothing more than an adjective to describe my sexual orientation. Yeah. That's it. That is, nothing about my personality yeah. has changed. Nothing about me has changed. I didn't. And look, I'm sorry. Like, this, like is gonna offend, this is going to offend some people, but oh. like, I do not shit glitter and I didn't grow a lisp <laughs> overnight. And that <laughs> is, I mean, you know, if you do shit glitter and have a lisp, that's fine. Yeah. You, boo boo. But like, it's, it's one of those things where like, I, I love advocating and, and showing and, and so many people mm. have become that like, are friends with my, my, my parents, friends that I've known forever have become so okay and open to, to gay and that awesome. whole concept because of me awesome. and I love that yeah. and it's the same with mental health like stand, that's why exactly. these, these conversations are so important to have yeah. is because we can never get to a solution mm. if we aren't willing to have the conversation. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, depression, being gay, like whatever. Yeah, you know, literally yeah, all, all, all of it. There's so yeah. many things. Um, so, yeah, I mean that that that's honestly my my encouragement to you is mm. face yourself. Yeah. You really have to look at yourself and go, who am I? And mm. whatever the answer to that is, trust that. You were put here for a reason, and that is part of it. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. Absolutely. No matter yeah. how much Fair of a skeleton in your closet you yeah. think it is, what we consider a lot of times for the, my whole life up to that point, mm. my deepest, darkest, just skeleton in my closet that I just the one thing I wanted to go, just go away, has actually been the biggest present and gift that I've ever been given. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, this literally flipping it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, and that's often the case. Yeah, um, but you have to trust and lean in, and you've got to you've got to talk about it. Absolutely, so, but it all starts with you accepting. Yeah, it. and yeah. I also and I always enc encourage people, like guys, if, if you're going through this right now, please reach out. Like I, yeah. you do not. If you're listening to this podcast, you have no excuse ever to say again that you don't have somebody that cares about you because I fucking care about you. And That's I, it, guys. Matt Yates, okay? Yes. Instagram, Matt Yates. Email, yes. Matt yes. at Matt Yates. And I, and I, yeah, Matt, yeah Matt, Matt at MattYates.org is yeah. my email. Yes, well, like, because I, and I get it all the time. Like, people yeah. reach out to me all the time about it, and, I, and, I, and I, I, know, I know all too well what it feels like, and I know how long it takes to heal. That's interesting you saying that about your client because it's mm -hmm. quite a process. Um, so I, after that eight months, I moved to DC, uh, and I actually dragged Brian out of West Virginia, and I was like, "You're moving with me, like awesome. get now, yeah." So you were the one that inspired him. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Cool, oh, cool. I was like, "Come on, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, no." Yeah. So uh, we lived together. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. We lived together in DC for two years, uh, and then he moved out to LA, and I was there for another year and a half uh, until I moved to LA. But it was I lived in DC about three months. 
I think it came out about three or four months after after moving there because I started. DC is a very gay. DC is a gay. City. It's so gay. It's such a gay city. Really? Yes. There's so, and it, it's amazing. Like so, it, it made me just realize like oh, like it was the first time I was exposed to something else other than West Virginia. Right. And where two men were holding hands or two women holding hands on the street and, and nobody batted an eye and I'm like. Whoa! This is real. This exists, and that's 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 my, my message too to people that are just stuck within this this bubble, this comfort zone. Expose yourself to different mm-hmm. cultures. Like you know, you saying you're going to travel. It's so important to do that yes. because it expands your mind of like possibilities and what's out there. Absolutely just, right. Yeah, there's a difference between um, escaping and finding because people people associate travel with escape. Yes, it's almost like a momentary escape if you want to sort of look at it that way, but it's not going to change you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so you need to look at travel as a way to find, um, to discover rather than a place of escape. Because if you choose it as a place of escape, you're going to go on like maybe a two-week holiday or a big six-month trip, whatever it is, you're going to come back and you're going to be back to that problem, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Well, absolutely, and my thing is, is, is I always encourage people Question everything you believe. And, and, and if you truly believe in something wholeheartedly, you should feel comfortable doing that. Mm. And I'm going to – not to pick on religion, but I'm going to use that as an example because I find Christians that I speak with mm. – are so uncomfortable going there and having the conversation. Well, what if there, what, what if there isn't a God? They get so uncomfortable, and it's like, why? Yeah. Because because you say that you stand in your faith so yeah. strong, then you should you should be able to have this conversation. Absolutely. Because you're standing in in, in your power and authority of, of there mm-hmm. is a God, and I believe that's your faith. That, that's yeah. awesome. Like, and it's not come again. It's just it's just con- conversations need to just happen more often. Absolutely. And, and, and it comes I just want to learn it. I just want to actually um, point out. Actually, I am Christian, and I'm very accepting of yeah. anything. Like, yeah. you can believe in whatever you want. I don't mind. I just believe that there's a God. I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe everything that is said. Um, you know, by um, by pastors and all that sort of thing, yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. is totally fine. You know, I, this, is, this is my form of religion that I choose to believe in. You know, so I, I believe in this is um, I believe in God, I'm, but I'm a very spiritual person. You know, so so yeah, that's, that's me, and yeah. that's totally cool. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. I've, and and, and yeah. like I said, I I all I believe that there's a higher mm. power out there, mm. and I just choose to believe that it's God. That's all. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and, and it's by having this conversation, right? This is what needs to happen, right? Absolutely. Because then you realize, hey, you're another person from another country, which here in America apparently is like this terrible thing right now. No, right. Like, like you know, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. No, 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 no. Uh, DC jokes. Um, yeah. But but you know, it, it, but seriously, it's like no, you're not. You're you're a human being. You are me. You are no different than me. I am you. You are me. Kind of yeah. a thing. That's it. It doesn't matter what you believe. Mm. We have to get comfortable with the fact that there are there are. And unlimited different ways to believe and to think and to do anything and everything. And there's no right or wrong way to do any of it. Literally. You don't have to agree with it for yourself and your life personally. Yeah. For you, like you're a Christian, God, that's great. Yeah. That's, you know, that for me doesn't work with my life, but I also cool. acknowledge yeah. that that's amazing that that works for your life. And, and that's across the board. Yeah, I agree. And we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but so when I moved to DC, it was about four months. 
I'd say, and, and I, I was like sneaking around, like starting to try to go on dates, but br- like Brian had to think I was the weirdest because he's like, like every other night I'd be like, yeah, like another work function, like I'll be back like later. You just like really vague and like walk out. And it's Wait, so- you would say this to Brian? To, I would say this to uh, Brian. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be going, like going on a date because uh. I wasn't out yet. <laughs> and I finally just one day, I, I, was, I was riding down the escalator going to the metro to go to work and, and I remember just going, enough is enough like yeah. this is like come on dude like this yeah. you just stop like you know what this is mm. you know who you are step into your power and mm. own it heck yeah and so I remember pulling out my phone and going like five, four, three, two, one. Ah, yes it, it wasn't exactly I basically did that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just went I, I have to do and I texted mm. one of my best friends her name's Sherry God bless her and, mm. and, and I just typed quickly we have to get dinner tonight i have to tell you something yeah. do not let me not tell you the thing that i need to tell you oh, do yes. not let me back so out good. i just hit send as fast as i could so good and i just didn't let myself think yeah and when i went to dinner with her i, I was so nervous all day and mm. all of this stuff and we go to so dinner good. and i remember finally towards the end of dinner like i still had and she looked at me and she was like why are we here yeah and probed and i'm like i had to talk to you you know i did yeah. all that and when I finally said it, she looked at me and went, okay. how did it come out first? I just want well, to I, I, I quick. We were sitting there yeah. and, and I just, I was kind of, I was uncomfortable and dancing, yeah. beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. And she, she's amazing. And she just knows me and yeah. she had an idea, I think what this was. And so she's just like, just what, what, like just mm-hmm. lay it out for it. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I just I wanted to I, I want to tell you that like that I'm gay mm. and she just kind of looked at me like and like okay what's the issue here what are we time checking what are we no, yeah we're okay. we're 40 minutes um, good. so so long story short I spent 25 years of my life telling myself an internal lie and creating this monster that ruled my life and everything that I did and and, and just crushed me, broke my mind. And when I finally faced the dragon Mm. to slay it, I realized it was a chihuahua. <laughs> I love that analogy. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I totally just made that up. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, you know, I, like, awesome like yeah, and, and it's, and so same story. So on Brian, I mean, like, Brian is my best friend. I love him to death. And I was nervous to tell him. He was like the third person I told. Wow. And I, I just remember. Sherry was the first, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember having, like, the conversation, I was just like, hey man, like, just like, need to talk to you. Yeah. Kind of a similar story yeah. to, to Sherry. And like, we sat down, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, dude, I just, just please don't, like, let me just get it all out there. Like, don't respond. Cause I, I, I was genuinely really nervous, which looking back, it, it just makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. And I, and I said, it, I was like, dude, I just, I, I need you to know that I'm gay. And it was legitimately the same response. Did you really just, is that what this is about? Because you're gay? Like, you just built all of this. Like, is there more to this? Yeah. Or is it like... And that way, like, he was just... He was so surprised that, like, I was so dramatic to sit him down. He was like, I, I thought something was actually, like, wrong. Like, okay, you're, you're gay. Fine. 
cool, like whatever. I like I thought that there was an actual problem or yeah, issue yeah. or something was wrong here. Like you had me nervous and worried. Yeah. And here you were just telling me you're get, like, who, who gives a shit? Yeah. So again, dragon chihuahua. Mm. Like, and that goes along with just about any problem. Uh, yeah. I mean? Yeah. It is. And, and, yeah. and I, I know that this is my, my story, my experience. But mm. the reason I share this is because this is applicable to every single person listening to this. Literally. We all have that whatever thing that it is in your that life. Dragon, that dragon. Yeah, your dragon. Yeah. That is the that is actually the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's not a dragon, yeah. and, and, and you have to just you you got to get to a point where you go. I mm. owe this not only to myself, mm. but again going back to purpose and and knowing and believing and trusting that you were put here for a reason. You owe it to the world. To bring your superpowers yeah. to help people and, 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 and serve how you are meant to serve and why why you were put here. Absolutely. That's like almost an obligation yeah. to being human. You know You're I mean? doing yourself and everybody around you an injustice. Absolutely. Yeah. So like the, the crazy thing is I guarantee no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what crazy thoughts in your head right now, I guarantee it there's someone out there or at least multiple people out there that have had that thought or had had that experience yeah and they're going to relate to that so they're going to feel a lot more comfortable in themselves because you've gone out and talked about it absolutely so you're doing a lot of people a favor absolutely so um you know and 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 my journey in dc so coming out and then that also you know when i started in corporate america working for my the firm i think i mentioned maybe earlier in the first part worked for a big international accounting advisory firm 80 to 90 hours a week Mm. just ran myself into to a ground to the ground Mm. just hated what i was doing in that corporate just structure and hierarchy but just thought i was stuck and didn't know that i get to choose what i do with my life Mm. and so I had that kind of going on and then I also though uh, that's when I got involved in DC Strengthen Our Voices the nonprofit, and building that up which mm-hmm. was amazing so there was you know there was good there was bad but the, the big part the big takeaway from DC was that the corporate job and me finally getting to a point where I realized that I was telling myself again another lie in that that lie was that I was not choosing to get up and go to that job that made me miserable every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. it's another internal limiting belief lie that it's like I have to do this no you don't you get to in the the day that I realized that I went this does not this no longer serves me I am so checked out and I'm 26 27 years old like Mm. what like what's going on here like I can't live like this and so I I still don't know how to put it into words It, it just I got I just went fuck it and I quit. I quit my job, and I and I had always wanted to move to California. Awesome. Always said that. Like Brian was out here. I have friends out here, and I was like, I'm I'm doing. I'm moving. And yeah. all my friends thought I was joking, and I was like, No, like, yeah. I'm like literally moving. Yeah. And it's interesting too because I had been doing coaching um, on on the side. Uh, just is you know kind of a, a part time kind of gig, not even a really a necessarily like a formal company or anything. Yeah. Um, when I was there, but. I just was like, okay, I'm done with the corporate crap. And I literally had that just aha moment. Mm. And within two months, I left my job. I gave away, donated literally 95% of what I owned. I purged everything. Wow. 
which was yeah, which was this a bittersweet thing. Yeah. Um, but it was it was so it, it was you feel so light afterwards mm. um, because again we, we have so much emotional attachment to like these material possessions and like I was like I, these don't define me these are not me I am me mm. all I need is right here inside of me like I don't need all of this stuff so I gave away almost everything awesome. except for what fit my little Mazda love it and what's fun about this whole story full circle one of my ex girlfriends from high school. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> she Good she uh, was at the same time I decided to do this move to L.A. Yeah. She was moving to Hawaii because wow. her girlfriend of a year was just oh, stationed there in the Navy. Yes. Wow. Yes. Isn't that fun? That is fun. That, that's like sitcom stuff. Like I, Bro, like, that's TV like. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Dude. Like, and, that's and, like meant to be. Right. Like you're meant for each and other. And I'm, I'm giving like macro level stage. view of like these stories. Like, yeah. I, like there's some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, it came when I was, when I uh, was talking to her, she was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm actually moving to Hawaii. And I'm like, mm. whoa, same time. So I packed up the little, couple things I had. And my ex-girlfriend, and across the country we went, and I just Amazing. drove. Um, I didn't even at the time. I, I thought I had was going to live with um, an old friend from DC, and then a, another friend who already was out here in LA. Um, but I didn't know what I was. I no plan for a job. I had not nearly enough that made me comfortable in my checking and or savings account. Mm. But I just trusted myself and that my intuition was not like I needed to do this I just there was I just needed to do it and I needed to risk I needed to risk it Mm. and so we drove the day the day I got to LA um, actually the one of the two people I was gonna live with backed out and we were supposed to move in literally two days later so I then was like homeless, which was like so fun and so LA. But it was, but but I my response to it was just like, okay, fine, I'll figure it out. It's okay. So it, like this whole journey had brought me to this place of like, life will work out. Mm. I've had the demons. I've faced the dragons. Yeah. They are ch- the chihuahuas. Yeah, I get, yeah. This is just like it, I, I, I trust and I have faith that the universe, that life is rigged in my favor. And literally same day that, that, that I arrived, another good friend of mine that lives in D.C., um, who's also named Matthew, he reached out to me because uh, he had moved to L.A. a month and a half prior and was staying in his company and put him in an Airbnb, but he was like, where are you living? Because I just actually, two days ago, uh, got a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment, like it's just me. And I was like, "What's well, like really funny you ask because uh, I, I, I don't have anywhere to live. So he was like, well, come like move in with me. So it just, it literally just happened. Yeah. When, when you just take your hands off the steering wheel mm. and lean in and trust and follow, it's like my entire life, follow I was the salmon right. swimming against. Right. This, you know, the current, and I finally was the salmon that went. This is stupid, and doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like the water's going that way. Like mm. why did so? I turned around. Cool. And when the second I did, and I started to just live my truth and step into my just meanness, mm. um, not me. I like that word. Me dashness. I like that word. Yeah. 
Uh, I made it up. Yeah, yeah. Copyright. Cool, cool. Uh, well, so in my- New Zealand or Australia, bro, <laughs> meanness is dope. Oh, right? is that yeah, a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, like, I'll be like, oh, bro, that's mean. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So my, my meanness, yeah. um, it's, it's been like that constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's law of attraction, you know, yeah. all of these things. But it's just when you... When you align yourself with your purpose and mm-hmm. you get clear on your your vision, what you want, why you're here, and you start just following that path and staying true to that, you will be amazed at how quickly things will just start falling into your lap out of nowhere. It's insane. That is insane. I mean, like this is a perfect example. Yeah. You know, this meeting is a perfect example. Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. This, you literally yeah. came over to interview Brian yeah. and me, literally. honestly, yeah. and then you were like, whoa, we like both are really into mental health, like yeah. let's, let's talk. And now we have a two-part series. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's another, and here we are, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, something I, want, I, I, I feel is important to bring up here yeah. is this concept of people, they, they often put these together, people that feel lost and confused, yeah. right? Like, it, it, people are always coming to me, well, like, advice, I, I just feel so lost and just confused. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Oprah earlier, yeah. and Eckhart Tolle, who um, is, is side by side with her, um, he originally kind of put this thought out there in one of his books that I read, and I loved it. And he basically said, why why do you put lost and confused together mm. realize that you're not lost and 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 saying i don't know does not equal lost or, or True. does not sorry does not equal confused yeah, saying i don't know like I, i'm lost and i just i, I don't know yeah. that doesn't equal confused yeah. what equals confused is when you go i'm lost and i should know yeah I'm like, True. I'm lost, ex- uncertainty right? is okay right. exactly yeah. so it's it In fact, it's good. it raises the question like why do you need to turn to to thoughts Labels all to like identify yourself and where you are. If you eliminate that, if, you, if we pull that back, like let's just take a step back and, and, and examine this belief that's been ingrained to us in us and go, okay, why do we need to know where we should be? That's no not, one does. Right, that's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. well, it's not because we can't. Yeah. So inherently, it's not a th- so remove that and when you remove that and you just say I don't know mm. in life like I, I I don't know then you removing that but should know arguably connects you puts you in a place of more clarity it puts you in a place of more peace which equates to being closer to your true authentic self than Otherwise, it would be like when you are able to remove that, but should should know, yeah. and that confusion and separate those two things. It makes you realize that, like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I have a sense of peace about this. I get to figure life out. Life gets to be a journey. Yeah. It's, Truly. Imagine how boring it would be if you woke up and like, oh yeah, this is going to happen today, this is going to happen today. And we say that, but we live that way. Yeah. That, but that's how we live as a That's culture. true, and yeah. It, right? We are so comfortable in certainty because yeah. um, that 
means that we actually know what's going to occur and yeah. it's, it's safety right it's safety security and we're we're programmed to be safe to be secure to you know for survival that's what we're programmed for Absolutely. we're not programmed for happiness that's Absolutely. something that we need to strive for that's something yeah, we, yeah. And, and, and just this idea of, of the, the labeling thing mm. like we have to stop defining ourselves, like mm. the, the, the inner self like us myself via like thoughts we have to stop like doing that because defining defining ourselves through thought is is in its, in and of itself it's a limiting belief mm. it is because it we don't need to label it like you're not in a place that's right or wrong or good or bad you're just living life and if you you know people are always meditation i mentioned earlier and mindfulness it's a huge thing right now and so many people that i work with get frustrated with it but because they're like, well, I, I just, I'm, I, I'm trying to meditate, but like I'm having thoughts and well, you're, you can have thoughts while you're meditating. Yeah. That's fine. It's learning to be here right now mm. and separating yourself from those thoughts that create those labels and realizing just you as a, your soul is just, it's, it's just here and there's not a right place or a wrong place for it to be, honestly. Yeah. So it's, it, it's an interesting I just I love when people come to me and they're like I'm lost and confused in life and yeah. it's like what does that even mean like the, like let's take a step back and examine that mm. statement because that statement is inherently limiting your beliefs. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and literally what we talk about life's a journey. Life's meant to be uncertain. Yep. You're meant to be involved in that. That's the only way you're going to grow. That's the only way you're going to develop. Absolutely, yeah. and get comfortable with that. Because, yeah, definitely. Like, we always say life is a journey. Everybody has said that statement, but yeah. you've got to start living that way. Yeah, like you've got you can't to just actually assume that way. Right? Yeah. Like how how terrible would it be to go into the ground after your entire life and not having experienced all that's out there in the world and yeah. all that 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 could be because you were scared about what somebody else thought? And I love that concept too because. Sorry to burst your bubble, guys. Nobody gives a fuck about no, you. They really don't, Nobody mate. cares. They really everybody, don't, Everybody is the main character in their own yeah. story. And we're all so worried. You know, you sit around with a group of people and you like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, does my hair look okay? Like, or, mm. I wonder if they noticed it. They're all sitting there doing the same thing about themselves. Absolutely. Everybody's in their own heads. Nobody's Absolutely. paying attention to anybody else. So, A, we should all get out of our heads so we can engage and truly connect with other people. And two, stop worrying so much about just that crap because yeah. it's avoidance of connecting with other people. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. Know? And the other thing as well is when people do express something like, oh my gosh, that guy's hair or that girl's hair is bad. Or something. Yeah. That's an insecurity coming from themselves Absolutely. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's, projecting it's, their own insecurities exactly yeah. It's, yeah. It, you project it's not you yeah exactly like it, it's a projection someone projecting themselves you, you are just a mirror standing in front of them mm. and they are projecting themselves onto you through mm. the things that they're saying it has nothing to Absolutely. do with you and everything to do with them. it's like insulting beliefs it's um when people insult your beliefs that's coming from a place of their own disbelief almost, so you know what i mean yeah perfect example yeah through college frat guy all this faggot gay I I mean I said it all everybody said it all the time but but when I would hear it words for me personally words are not words just don't get to me but there would be times when it, it wouldn't offend me, mm. but I still had a little bit more. It, what would happen? There were times when it would come at me, though, when someone would look at me like, "You're, dude, you're a faggot," and that would like, I, I would feel that prick in me because yeah. I'm like, because I because I was, yeah, and I'm like, 
it was so uncomfortable. So I would respond and be like, you know, with anger or something like that. Just right. like, get out of my that had nothing to do with them. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, don't use the word faggot, but gay, whatever. Yeah. But like that had nothing to do with them. It was all about me. And because I was internally struggling with that, they yeah. hit my pain point. So I projected Beautiful. myself onto them. Beautiful. So that's a perfect example yeah. of that happening. Absolutely. Um, it's like I briefly mentioned when I made a Instagram post talking about, um, having to go through and experience your feelings, experience your thoughts. Someone aggressively commented on it saying that, no, that's exactly what you should not do. Um, in a very aggressive way, which I'm not going to say how I'm not going to say the person, but, um, when that happened, um, I had to come to a sense of understanding that wow, this person obviously is coming from a sense of his own pain, his own struggles, his own hurt, and does not accept the fact that he should be feeling that way. Yeah. So, and yeah. you took res- you took your responsibility for the outcome of that, right? Yeah. We talked about that in the last part. Like mm-hmm. you went, I am able to respond to this yeah. how I how I choose. Like for sure. I get to, to, to say how this ends and you went, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to just realize that his shit is his shit and it's not mine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to do And if we all started just operating that way and yeah. like the things that we worry about, the fears that we have, you know, others judging us, what people, all of that, if we just started realizing, hey, nobody cares about you, mm-hmm. like, sorry, but it is what it is yeah. and be and I don't not in a negative way people yeah. love you but like nobody nobody cares about just like that minuscule stuff that we're constantly so exactly. worried in our, in our heads about yeah. get out of your head and just start instead of worrying about what your hair looks like look at the trees on the street look at the people make eye contact smile at somebody you want to you want to you want to make be like a game changer in somebody's day I do this all the time it's so fun to walk down the street Make eye contact with people and smile at them. And when you catch, you know, I'd say three to four out of every five, they think you're kind of crazy because nowadays that's just like a weird thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, every like four or five people, you'll get that person that you can just tell is in just, they've had a terrible day, something's happened, they're in their head. And they'll make they'll connect eyes with you and you smile at them and you can watch their soul literally elevate I love it's that it's the most amazing thing absolutely and not only that but that's also a confidence booster if you're struggling with confidence I challenge you to go and do that actually absolutely. yeah because that's going to put you out of your comfort zone something that you're uncomfortable with and if you continually chip away at that that's yeah. going to build up your confidence and self esteem as well and, and the yeah. comfort zone is an interesting thing to bring up too yeah. because like the comfort zone is it's a cage yeah. and, and that is you know in the work that I do um, with with business mindset and limiting mm. beliefs, working with entrepreneurs, mm. a, a big thing we face, the main thing we face a lot of time is this caged mind mm. because we all were born babies, blank slates. And from the second that we are born, thing layers of life to start being put on top of us. Things the doctor and our parents were saying in the delivery room all the way through school, all of of these things, right? They layer on top of us and it gets so deep to where we lose complete connection with, with, with ourselves. Yeah. And then we then we're disconnected from others. We're disconnected from. We have no idea who we are. True. But we and we wonder why. Yeah. And it's like it's it's peeling back those and that those layers are your comfort zone because yeah. it's uncomfortable to pull those back true. and to step out. Yeah. True. You know. And if you feel like you lack connection with others, look at the connection with yourself. Oh. At yeah. Every time. Yeah. And people always. I, I. This is something that I that I is always interesting to hear when people mm. go. I. I'm just. I'm just alone and I'm just, you know, I'm lonely. 
And, and my question to that is always, again, why are those synonymous? Why, are, why do you feel that those are those go together? Yeah, true. Because two being by yourself alone versus feeling lonely yeah. are very different. Oh, yeah. I've been surrounded by people who felt lonely. Yes. And lonely. if you are – if you uh, – when you're by yourself – feel lonely because because you're by then then that means that you need to examine mm. your relationship with yourself yes and if you feel yeah just lonely in general it, it, it all we again everything stems from internally our thoughts create our reality yeah. if you're not connected with yourself mm. and you're gonna you're gonna feel lonely yeah, so that it's the first thing that you do to fix that is examine your relationship with yourself and heal that because we are I just released an article about this yesterday. We, we, we bully ourselves. We lie to our, like for me, I lied to myself almost my entire life. Like I, I broke that essential trust with myself. I couldn't even believe myself. Yeah. Like I had to heal that. It took mm. time to do that. Definitely. How do we talk to like, if I were to ask you, mm. how do you, if you were to start envisioning yourself standing in front of you when you spoke to yourself with internal dialogue and ask yourself, when you recognized it happening, would I speak to another human being the way I'm talking to myself right now? If you point. like visualize yourself yeah. in front of you, the answer would be a big hell no. Oh no, because we beat ourselves up. Oh, we, yeah. we, we, we curb stomp ourselves yeah. regularly. And then, and then you ask, would I be friends with the person that talks to me this Wow. You look so, like, look, you look so fat today. Oh God, you're, t- yeah. oh, the bags under your eye. You look, mm, oh, that skin, like, yeah. Gee, like we arguably if there is one person in this entire world that should have your back and be your best friend it's yourself mm. and we do the opposite absolutely yeah we become our own worst enemy yeah, yeah and, then, and then we wonder why we're disconnected from ourselves exactly. and wh- why we feel so alone because you and your authentic self it's there's just a huge separation there. you've got all of these layers you've got this just it's, a, it's the most toxic relationship of your life when you really think about it definitely yeah, yeah absolutely and um, honestly this could go on for hours yeah, I need to do a part 3 a part 4 a part 5 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so next time I'm back in LA I'm going to continue this conversation with Matt but literally this conversation um, this part 2 anyway has been sort of the definition the epitome yeah. that, um, of being uh, quintess- uh, quintessential self lover um, the art of not giving a fuck, like literally, yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, like literally, that was it. And um, also about Taco Bell chihuahuas the, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. facing them as though they were dragons, but yeah, actually figuring I mean, out they were Taco honestly, Bell Honestly, like just <laughs> the, the last thing that I'll, that I'll put out there, and I think it's a good way to summarize all of this, right? Like, guys, struggle in life, struggle is not required. Mm. We have this story in our heads, this narrative that's been passed down generation after generation after generation that you have to struggle before you can feel happy Mm. in whatever area of life that is. It comes up a lot in money Mm. with your, the job thing with my corporate job. Like like you're the low man, you got to put in the, you got to put in the work, you got to do all of that before. And not that that's not true in certain, but, but struggle itself. No, that is, that is not required. That is a story. You can take your life into your own hands. You do not need to go to the miserable job. You can come out and you can be yourself, whatever, and in whatever shape or form that that takes or is, Mm. you don't need to struggle with that. That's a story you keep telling yourself. So stop, commit to yourself today, 
to realize and internalize that struggle in life is not necessary. If, yeah, definitely. And I love that. Yeah. And I'm always actually, I'm actually going to use, uh, I always fi- finalize the, my interviews with a big question that's completely dependent on the individual. Okay. I was going to, the reason why I'm going to change it now, I was going to actually use what lights you up and that's what I seen you. Okay. But I want to change it mm-hmm. because I want it to be completely spontaneous. Okay. okay. So I've actually asked this one before once. I think it was to Brian actually. So this will be good. What heals you? What heals you? Yeah. What heals me? Mm. That's that. That's that's a really great question. Mm. What heals me? You know, um, multiple things. Yeah. I feel, but um, honestly, what heals me is is, yeah. is love. Love um, it. Love yeah. Love, but really though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, there's, there's, there's really two core fear and love mm. and, and love meaning love from inside and, and, and loving myself and, and getting to love and getting to support myself and mm. what I do love from others and knowing that I'm worthy of receiving that and allowing myself to receive that and then surrounding myself with people that do love and do support me and when I walk away from a conversation with them I feel empowered and I'm giving that same empowerment to them and you know it's it's mutually beneficial nobody's taking energy from each other and just love from the the world and from God from you know mother nature like yesterday I literally Brian and I went to this random trail and we just took our shoes off and just sat with our, like we, it's grounding and yeah. just put our feet and just, just to connect with like the yeah. earth. But I love like, you actually went out of your yeah, way. Yeah, just you know? to yeah. love the fact that like, it's just a beautiful world. Yeah. So just love all around, honestly, is awesome. definitely a big healer. And I would yeah. say something for me when I was going through a lot of stuff too, mm. journaling, I always recommend. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually like to talk about sort of future journaling. I don't know if you've done that before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, awesome, man. So um, I want to actually finish this here because, like I said, we could talk for hours. <laughs> but thank you no, so thank much you. for sharing so this much. Is so open. Oh, I'm glad. Like, yeah. I had so much fun. I, I, I feel really like we, we have like a whole part three. Part I know. Yeah. So um, can you please talk briefly before I actually tell people sure. where to find you? Can you please talk briefly on where um, where they can find and support the um, nonprofit you've got going? Yeah. The, so the nonprofit yeah. uh, it strengthen our voices. Mm. Um, www.strengthenourvoices.org, I believe. Mm. I think it's dot org. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I'll S- put it in S- the yeah, description. S-I-O-V, yeah, put it in the cool. description. Yeah. Um, you donate, please. Uh, reach out. They, there's always stuff on the website that they're putting up of different different ways that you can donate. You can reach out. You can help. Um, but it's an amazing organization, and it's, it has just year after year taken taken off. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's incredible. Yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful to to have been able to make the impact that 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 we have been able to make. Oh my gosh, I have so much gratitude that you guys yeah. are actually doing that. Yeah, because that's something that I want to. And like, it's do, crazy. You know? uh, Georgetown University like um, actually did a huge conference um, with like two, three, four hundred doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, and we're all the audience. And that, like, I was, I got to be uh, a panelist myself and, and another Amazing. guy to speak to them about mental health and like our journey, but so also cool. talk about the nonprofit. That's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. And it was so funny because at the end I had like, I had a line for three, I had three hours of doctors and psychologists, psychiatrists wait to talk to me to ask me questions. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't think I'm qualified what? to answer these. Yeah, yeah but, but you it, don't have to be qualified. Right, right. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah. I get 
yeah. I get to do yeah. that. But but the point it's just yeah, it, it's an amazing organization. It, it's really it's it, it's taken off, and I, I yeah, I would I would love, mm. and I would be so grateful and appreciative of, of even if it's a dollar oh reaching gosh, out yes. and donating something. Please, yeah, yeah. Um, so please hit along to that. Okay, guys, it's gonna be in the notes. So go down and tap that link and hit across or type it into your um your uh, browser and go and donate please uh, so also you have to and i'm saying you have to like, you <laughs> freaking have to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay i don't I'll i would yeah yeah okay this know. one thing okay <laughs> everything else you don't have to but this you do go and follow matt okay yes yeah so tell them uh yeah so um i feel like it's so elated instagram uh, uh, yeah. my instagram is literally matt yates uh M-A-T-T-Y-A-T-E-S my email matt at mattyates.org mm. my uh, website is www.mattyates.org mm. life what coach else? yeah oh yeah mm. so yeah no that's I, I work as a life coach um, I mentioned it a little bit throughout here um, so I, I, I work as a, a full time life coach um, I, I'm an entrepreneur myself and I work with fellow entrepreneurs and fitness coaches specifically in the business mindset and performance mm. areas, um, which is a majority mindset work. So I, mm. I have um, a lot of one-on-one clients, which I absolutely love. There's no better feeling. One of the big me, clients is all, what, oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. What heals me is there is no better feeling than just pushing and pushing and pushing yeah. and just watching them make that breakthrough wow. right in front just like watching yeah. their soul just like release a little bit right in front of my eyes is just better so than cool. anything in life. Yeah, so it gives cool. me chills every time. And you can that. actually get experience that guys just by literally going and doing what Matt talked about before, which is going down the street, looking at someone in the eyes and smiling and watch their soul yeah. light up. Yeah. I guarantee they'll heal you. Absolutely. Yeah. And if like I said guys, please feel free to reach out. I, mm-hmm. I would love to schedule please. literally if you go to my Instagram page, there is a single link. If you click on that link, it is directly connected to my calendar mm-hmm. and you can click one more button and schedule a time and we can jump on the phone or Boom. FaceTime video uh video call together so I encourage you to do it absolutely awesome I'd love to connect awesome thank you dude thank you thank you yeah boy (laughs) awesome man I had so much fun so please subscribe to pocket coach alright so just uh, subscribe to this old uh, old thing and um, there's gonna be some more dope interviews coming along and Matt will be on this podcast again in the future so you (laughs) do you know you need to subscribe okay yeah um, so have an amazing day, guys. And um, remember to head across to Headley Fitness on Instagram, okay, H-E-D-L-E-Y Fitness. And also my YouTube, Kieran Headley, as I said before in part one, like I said, if you haven't listened to part one yet and you've gotten all the way to the end of this, uh, you're crazy. I don't know why you... you but it would yeah. still work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of would. I kind of yeah. would. Actually, yeah, it would. So yeah, head along to part one and listen to that because it's dope. And it's also going to be on YouTube as well, just like part one, okay, Kieran Headley on YouTube, okay. Cheers, guys. Have an amazing day. I'll catch you later. Boom. Now, let's